I'm Laria Lipkins. I'm a success strategist, entrepreneur, and author of A Woman with Vision, How to Achieve the Goals and Dreams that God Has Given You. And I'm on Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 194 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Chasing Dreams is sponsored by our 2019 Fundathon supporters. Fundathon is our fundraising efforts to keep this show on the air till March 2020. To do that, we need to raise $13,000 and we're on our way, but we still need your help. If you'd like to donate, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And Dream Chasers, two things I want to remind you of, whether it's for us or another charity or cause you want to support. One, it's not the size of the donation that matters. So if you can't donate a lot, think nothing of it. Know that I appreciate the $12 donations just as much as the other donations, because I know that's your lunch money. That's your money to go see a movie or go out. So regardless of how much money you can give, your donation is important, and I thank you for your generosity. And two, please don't wait for someone else to help out. You can't control the actions of others, only your own. We can't reach the goal without your help. Again, if you'd like to support us, please visit amyj21.com slash donate. And to all those who have donated so far, thank you. Guys, we are wrapping up Mental Health Awareness Month with another fantastic dream chaser who is doing amazing things, who is helping others. And in this episode, she drops truth bombs every other minute. Honestly, it was a fun recording. I think you'll enjoy it. Get your paper unless you're driving. Uh, it'll be on the show notes page, but you're going to want to check this out. And you're going to probably want to take notes. I'm talking about Larielle Lipkins. She is a success strategist, vision board extraordinaire, and now author of her brand new book, A Woman with Vision, How to Fulfill the Goals and Dreams God Has Given You. After 10 years of doing sales training and consulting, Larielle left her corporate job to teach women how to elevate their mindset so they can actually execute their goals. We're talking about getting your mindset right, all very important things, and one I think and can't wait for you guys to hear. So check it out. Hey, Larielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, I am so glad you reached out. And, you know, once I learned about what you were doing. I was like, yeah, of course you have to be on the show. We have to talk about this. Now, we talked about vision boards earlier in episode like 105 with Lucinda Cross. And so, you know, you do vision boards and you teach vision boards, but you had a saying that really caught my eye in having this conversation with you that I was like, you know, I really want to talk about this and see where it came from. And, and the quote was, and I think it's on your social it's either your social or your website. I can't remember where I found it at the time. But it said, adopt an abundance mindset. And I was like, yeah, silence. I was just speechless <laughs> by it. Because, you know, it's very, you don't hear a lot of people talk about looking at the glass half full, right? 
It's always, mm-hmm. woe is me. And it's a natural thing. I mean, you hear about the negative stuff everywhere, right? Whether it be the news, people complaining, the listening ear you lend to people. It's never, because pe- I guess people think it's boasting. But, you know, talking about the positive, talking about abundance, I think it's such a twist. It's a twist on normal thinking that I was like, we got to talk about this. Like, what? Why? What? Especially <laughs> especially uh, when you said, uh, it's on your website, that you started doing vision boards. You tried it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you Hold tried on. it. Hold up. You tried it. It didn't work. And mm-hmm. then you didn't just give up? Like, that's that's the thing. For 10 years, you've found a way to make this work. And so, like, with all of that together on top of the abundance I was like, all right, let's talk about this. First of all, the abundance thinking, is that something that you've learned has changed how things happen for you? Yeah, I'm a a big believer that you get what you think about. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're right. I think we have a culture where being the victim is, and this is going to be counterintuitive, there's a sense of power Mm -hmm. in being the victim. Because when I'm the victim, I don't have to take ownership for my life. I don't have to take ownership for my results. And even if I'm not getting the results that I want, if I can blame someone else, that means I don't have to change. And so that's really where it comes from. And plus, I did sales training and consulting for 10 years. Mm. So I worked with a lot of people who they lived in victim mindset. And so I know from coaching thousands of salespeople and hundreds of entrepreneurial women that you can't be the victim and win at the same time. And so that's deep. That's yeah. deep. And what I love about what you said, there's a power in that. And we don't realize that. We don't recognize mm-hmm. that. We don't call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And this isn't to minimize anyone who is a victim. All right. So please, yeah. don't, please don't panic about that. That's not what she's saying at all. But I think you're absolutely right. There is, right? The moment you hear that woe was me from somebody, people are like, your focus. Let's yours mm-hmm. is important. Your story is important. And it is, but there's but, time and but, place. But but you also know, I think we we all have had a before. Mm. Right. We've all had a struggle. Um, and I really focus on where you are right now is just a point in time. It's not the end. And so I think by really shifting your mindset, I think that's where a lot of people struggle is that shifting and elevating their mindset to align. And so you mentioned about, you know, the fact I did start doing vision boards 10 years ago. And you're right, my first vision board, it didn't quote unquote work. But I I think I did it the way a lot of people do it. Went to the store, cut out a bunch of pictures, posted them on the board, and that was it. And we think all of a sudden that we're going to manifest this dream world that that's just not the reality. And so I really teach a different process to creating a vision board, but more importantly, I teach the mindset. And I always tell people, you don't manifest what you want. You manifest your mindset. So if you're not getting what you want, it's because there's a mindset, either subconscious or conscious, mm-hmm. that is preventing you from growing into the person that you need to be in order to get the things that you really desire. So, I mean, you just, all right, we, we just started and you're already dropping nuggets. I mean, let's talk about the fact that you said, you know, it's a time and a place, right? It's it's a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the one thing about victim mentality is you don't have to live there. 
Absolutely. Right. How often do people do that? And that's it's tough. It's hard to get around that. And so for you to attack, not the not the um, what is the saying? Don't don't attack the problem, but attack the symptoms. There's Mm -hmm. a saying like that. You you know what saying I'm talking about? It's one of those where it seems like you're getting to the root of the problem and not just the superficial what people can see. Right. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's that's it's interesting that by doing that, you saw a difference, I'm guessing, in the 10 years that you started working on this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, obviously, I have a process that I teach with the vision board piece, but I also realized that it wasn't just the vision board. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll see, you know, we create a vision board and we think that's it. But honestly, in order to achieve your goals, whatever they are, the vision board is the least important. Right. It is the last step. And I'll find a lot of people start with the vision board and I'm like, OK, but what is your vision? <laughs> what, what do you actually want? What is your clarity? How do you define success? And they haven't done that. They just started cutting out random pictures. And I tell people, if your goals are random, your life will be random. I'm sorry, so, say that again. Say, yeah. say it one more time. If, if your goals are random, your life will be random. So I teach them about leverage and alignment. And about getting clear about what you want before you ever cut out a single picture. And so that I think that's that's the difference in it. And then also understanding that a lot of times our goals are bigger than who we are. And I say our goals are if your goals are bigger than your belief in your belief system, you're going to struggle. And so once we identify what it is that you want, we've got to elevate your mindset to be in alignment with what you want. And then we can actually create a plan. Right. But a lot of times I think we miss that step. Wait. So you're saying if my goal is bigger than what I believe currently, that doesn't mean it's impossible. I just need to align my belief to the now bigger goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you have to outgrow yourself. And that's the, that's the thing is sometimes we are so stuck in who we are and we think we're going to be able to get it. And so what happens is I work really hard and I try to be really disciplined And it's what I call the goal setting trap. So the goal setting trap says, you know, I I decide on a goal. I create a destination. I start taking and, you know, I get really motivated. So I start taking action. And you and I both know people start taking action. And that lasts for maybe three weeks, maybe a couple months if we're lucky. Then they get distracted. And a couple months goes by and they look up and half the year is gone. And they're frustrated and they start all over. And I said, a lot of times why that happens is you're trying to to accomplish a bigger goal with their current mindset. And you can't do it. You have to outgrow who you are in order to achieve what you desire. So what do you tell people? Because right there, there's a thing where, let me put it out in the universe, therefore it will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Have you, you've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let me put this out there in the universe. Therefore, that's all I got to do. So, <laughs> so for people, because it sounds like the same thing of people cutting out things and putting it on the board, Say that is putting it out into the universe, therefore it will happen. But people who are who are famously using vision boards like Lily Singh, aka Superwoman, and Lovey Ajayi, you know, who are also putting things out in the world, you know, and doing the work for it, right? That's the difference, I think. But what are you telling people who are like, what do you mean I have to change? I can do this without changing. What what's the response to that? If that was the case, you would have already done it. Right. That's the reality. So a lot of times we hear things like the law of attraction, but the law of attraction, you also have the law of action and those go hand in hand. 
But we get hyped up about the law of attraction, the law of attraction, law of attraction. And we don't talk about the work that goes on behind the scene. And yes, I think you have to put it out into the universe and say, this is what I want. This is what I desire. But you can't just sit back and expect it to show up. The action is what, you, what puts you in position to actually attract those things. And then not only attract it, but to keep it. Right? And so I don't want to get something that then I'm not prepared mentally, physically, emotionally to be able to sustain. And so it is that action that prepares you to maintain whatever it is that you're trying to attract. I think you're absolutely right. All right, let's get that out there. I think you're right. I think oftentimes we see the end result and people think it's just magic. It just happens, right? But mm-hmm. uh, as Beyonce's new documentary shows, it yeah, takes work, months. right? It takes work. And people are like, hey, overnight success. She's amazing. She snapped her fingers and that's how it happened. That's not what happened, y'all. You didn't watch no. the documentary if, that, <laughs> if you think that's what happened. You, you didn't watch it if you think that's what happened. But, uh, you know, we only see with social media and the advent of that, you know, people are going to start thinking I'm like anti-social media. That's not the case. But, you know, because we always talk about this, it only shows the positive stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So would you say that social media is in its own way a vision board for people? It could be. Mm -hmm. um, But I think it's more of a dream board, right? So here's... Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Whoa, what? Wait, what's the difference? So that's the thing is a lot of times people say, oh, I've done vision boards before. And I'm like, really? What did you have on it? Or what did you accomplish as a result? And they realized that they had a dream board, not a vision board, right? So a dream board, I'm putting, you know, the house in Hawaii, the Bentley that I want to have and all, you know, everything I desire. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you don't know what you're doing today, that's not going to happen in five years. And so when I teach my clients, I say, you can have a dream board of where you want to be five, 10 years from now. That's fine. But your vision board should be, what are you committing to do? Not what do you want? What are you committing to do this year? So when I have my clients looking at their vision board, it's not some cute collage of random pictures. It is a roadmap of things that they are checking off. They're putting done dates and they're working that map. And if you do what you need to do this year and you do what you need to do today, Five years from now, you can have all of those things that you desire. But a vision board and a dream board aren't the same. And I think so with that being said, I think when we look at social media, mm. that's an, one of my pet peeves is hashtag goals. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> that is not a goal, right? Social media has created a dream board of what we want and not necessarily a vision board, not necessarily how I define success. And I think sometimes it, it, messes with people's vision because they're not clear about what they want. They're clear, they're clear about what Amy has or what this person has or what they're doing. And therefore they're not in their lane. You know what I mean? So I think that's one of the challenges is maintaining perspective with social media. So, so one of the things you say often, and, and you said it here and you you have it on your, your, it's on the interwebs uh, as you having said it is you manifest your mindset, Right. And one of the things you've said is, you know, when you putting a vision board together the first year and not kind of, it's not that it didn't work. You just didn't achieve it yet. Right. And you took a step back and you reevaluated and you came up with these, um, these, I don't want to call it tenants, maybe, or is this thing to call it? Uh, clarity, planning, execution, and mindset. Kind of mm-hmm. the, the things to focus on. 
Can you talk a little bit about each one and why it's important in working with a vision board and not a dream board? Yeah. So the first piece, like you said, is clarity. So what I discovered in my own process and working with clients is that goal setting trap. People just kept getting you know, caught in it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I realized is that was because they lacked clarity. Um, they didn't know exactly what they wanted. They didn't know why they wanted. They didn't know where they were and they didn't know how they were going to get there. And so I always tell people, if you don't know what you want, it's impossible to get there. And so a lot of times people are setting these either really ambitious goals um, or they're so vague that they don't know where to start because they haven't given themselves a destination or a target to hit. Mm-hmm. And so I really work on getting clear first. Uh, the second piece is then creating a plan. And I find people either tend to over plan. So they create a plan then they recreate the plan and they recreate the plan because they're trying to get it perfect or they just get an idea and they run with it. And so I really tell people, no, you need to create a plan. If you get 70% of the way there by working backwards, figure out where you want to be. Let's put the steps backwards. If you can get like 70% of the way there, then you start. So let me touch on that real quick. When you say plan, are you talking about a plan for the overall board or are we talking for each part of the board? For each goal. Okay. Right. So I'm not a big believer in, um, I was talking to a client and she said, I bought this journal and it had 12 different sections to it. It was a goal setting journal, 12 different sections. And you were supposed to come up with three goals for each section. I said, that's 36 goals. <laughs> There's no way you're going to get 36 things done in a 12 month period. Not well at right? least. Not right. Um, so the plan is, what's the plan for the, for the most important goals that you're focused on? So I think t- between 10 and 12 for the average person is all you can handle that are big goals. And the way I define goals is a bit different as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily for the board, it's for the goal. Then the third step is then you have to execute. I say execution is the secret sauce. There is no substitute for doing the work. You can't outsource it. You can't delegate it. There's always a piece that you have to do. Or the rubber meets the road. Wait, and you're saying I, I can't just get <laughs> Joe Schmo on the interwebs to do the work I don't want to do? Well, depends on what the work is, right? Because there are certain things mm-hmm. that I can delegate, but there's all certain piece, also certain pieces that I just have to do, mm-hmm. right? And so, like for example, when I was writing my book, I delegated some things. I delegated the editing. I delegate, but I had to write it. And yeah, I could have got a ghostwriter and all that, but there was still work for me to do. You can't avoid right. it, I think, is, is yeah. right? The bottom line is like, otherwise it becomes somebody else's dream. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. You got to get out of neutral. And I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't know where to start. Just start. Starting is better than just sitting, right? We can always course correct. And then that last piece is the mindset mm-hmm. and really changing your mindset and saying, okay, if these are my goals, if these are my visions, is this what, if this is what I'm working towards, who must I become? in order to make that happen. So it's it's interesting you say that. Who must I become? Is this going back to what you were saying about how we need to grow outside of who we are now in order to Mm -hmm. reach those goals? Absolutely. Right. And this is one of the things I said in the book. And it was one of those things I was typing. I was like, "Uh, should I, should I not? But this was like an aha for me. Once I kept going through this spiral, Mm -hmm. like personally, I had to come to the realization that who I was today was not capable of accomplishing the goals that I put down. And that's 
kind of like, huh? Because we grow, we live in a society where people are like, just be yourself. Who you are is enough. Now, I think your personality, your core value, core values, you keep. But there's some behaviors that I have. There's some um, tendencies I have. There's some personality traits I have. There's some habits that I have that I need to change if I'm willing and if I'm serious about hitting my goals. And I think sometimes we don't realize that. And so it's this constant evolving of who we are in order to accomplish what we want. Again, at my core, I'm still the same person. Mm -hmm. But my beliefs have to change and my behaviors have to change if I really want to accomplish those things. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you put that out there because one of the things I say, you know, is you are enough. People are enough. Who you are is perfect. And I just want to put some clarity with what I say and what you just said. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because it's true, right? People are enough for who they are. You don't have to change your core values. And I love the distinction you make with that. But it's like, I don't, I need, I need 21-year-old Amy, if she wanted to become a doctor, to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. 21-year-old Amy, without medical school, shouldn't be operating on nobody. <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. some work is going to have to be done. Some mindset change is going to have to be done, right? 21-year-old Amy isn't enough to be a doctor, but 21-year-old Amy with the insight to know that she needs to grow is enough. Like, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm glad you make that distinction. And you know what? And, and here's uh, to take that a step further. I mean, who we are as people, um, I mentioned this in the book, I said, you are capable and you are qualified. You, you have everything that you need, but we also have wisdom and we also evolve, right? And so even when I was, so I wrote the book in 21 days now, I'm wait, 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 what? Wrote the book in 21 days. Oh but listen, I'm a person who will sit there and struggle with an Instagram caption for 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 so there were things that I had to change about me. There were thing, things that I had to learn. There was behaviors that I had to adopt. There was a, dis- a discipline and routine that I had to create in order to write that book. Mm. But who I was was still the same. Right. So I tell people, you have to give yourself permission to become and to evolve. And sometimes we're more committed to where we are than where we're going. Say that once more, because I, you know, you're just dropping it left and right. I just need me to try to capture this and let these guys hear it. One more time for the audience. Yeah. Sometimes we are more committed to where we are than where we're going. And the thing is, even if we don't like where we are, sometimes we're more committed to it. <laughs> Ain't that just the truth? Okay. So there are some people who will just be, you know, they want, they want a change. They want to do all this stuff, but they will be contradictory just for the sake of being contrary, mm-hmm. just to be contrary. And it's like, hold up. We, do you want this or do you not want this? Right. There's no mm-hmm. need to double down here when we're telling you, you can get to where you want to be. You just got to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never heard a more true statement today than that. And I think to your point, that's why I made the distinction on that vision board. Mm-hmm. That when I tell people when we create it, this is not what you want. It's what you're willing to work for. And I'm okay with you saying, Lariel, if I'm honest with myself, I'm not willing to put in the work for that. Okay, let's take it off. But I'm not going to be more committed to your goals than you are. Okay? And I think... One, one more time. I'll just... 
Go ahead. I mean, it's your fault, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to be more committed to your goals than you are. And sometimes that's what people want in a coach. Like, I want you to hold me accountable. You have to learn how to hold yourself accountable. My goal is to push you to the next level. My goal and my job is to help you see the blind spots, to be a sounding board. But you've got to hold yourself accountable because these are your goals. Yeah. And again, but I think people sometimes misinterpret what a goal is. A goal is not a wish. A goal isn't, you know, a new handbag or all of these things. Goals are things that move you forward. They move you forward. Again, I'm enjoying this conversation a lot because there there are a lot of things that you're saying that are just, I'm sure, going to resonate with people because you're right. You know, nobody else should be more invested in your dream and your goal than you. You Mm -hmm. can't expect other people to work harder for something than you. If you aren't going to work the hardest out of your team to get to what you want and it's your team, then you need to reevaluate. And I love the word you used, invest, right? Because I think there's three things you have to be willing to invest, time, money, and energy. And I say, I can tell how committed you are by how much time, money, or energy you've invested in achieving your goals, whatever they may be. But if you're trying to do everything DIY and, you know, you haven't invested the amount of time, the amount of money, the amount of energy, don't expect for it to happen. Can't, you can't get an ROI on an investment you didn't make, right? Did y'all hear that? Don't worry, it'll be in the show notes. Either way, either rewind it, read it, whatever. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And I think it's, it's a struggle we make, right? We try these things. Because here's the other thing, right? Because we, we've hit a lot of good points on this and the fact that we should be putting goals we're willing to work for, right? One. But then there are those that we put on there, we work for it, and it's not the lack of work, but we fall short. Mm-hmm. What, do we, what do we say about that? What happens when you fall short because of life, because of circumstances, because it doesn't work out? And there may or may not be a, a back or a another solution, right? Because one, one thing could be, let's let's take this one, for example, I guess. Um, people sometimes put a goal of having a child. Biologically, it's not possible. So I would say, hey, alternatives, in vitro, alternatives, uh, artificial insemination, if that's a different one, I don't know. But other is adoption, right? These are all alternatives that people could be thinking for, for that goal that they have. But what happens if, for whatever reason, those aren't options. What what how, how do you advise or coach people when it comes to a vision or a goal that they have that may not manifest itself? Yeah. Well, I think you you hit on something that sometimes it doesn't manifest the way that we want it. Mm. Right? But it doesn't mean that it didn't manifest. So I think that that's a bit of a distinction there. But let's let's take something maybe even a little bit lighter where I set this goal of hitting a financial goal or buying a home or whatever it might be. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't achieve it. That's okay. Right. I think the important piece is learning how to course correct. And a lot of times when we set a goal and we don't achieve it, we get ticked off, we get discouraged, we get disappointed. And sometimes we stop versus evaluating why it didn't work and then going at it again. And so I say failure is the best teacher because it will always give you the feedback that you need. And so I've set goals before that I didn't achieve the way I thought I would. I learned from it and then I course corrected and I got there and I may even got further, 
by learning to fail. But if you're not willing to fail, you're probably not willing to win either. Right now on the other side, on those things that are more personal, mm-hmm. right? Like the example that you gave, I think is just looking and being open to different options. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, and then it, it, it opens a different perspective. So like one of the things I talk a lot about is thinking in terms of and versus or. Right. So I'll give you an example. So I have a two and a half year old. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can either do this or that. But when I do that, it 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 limits a whole lot of things. When I say, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to pick him up by six and do this interview with Amy. Now my brain thinks of opportunities versus one or the other. And I think that will help a lot of people saying, okay, if it doesn't manifest exactly the way that I want, or it doesn't come the method that I want, Mm -hmm. how do I adjust my perspective? So what's awesome about that is the two things that that I pull from that one Uh, the point you make about it not manifesting in the way we want them to, right? Even for the heavy example of uh, having a child, you know, it may not be the way we wanted it. We try these other alternatives. I named a few. Hey, they're still fostering, right? There's other other things that may, and kind of realizing it may not come in the form you want, right? Mm -hmm. Nephews, nieces, adopted kids, whatever. Things can change how we have it. It's just probably not in the pure form of what we wanted that goal to be, but really what was the goal? The exact form or the substance beneath it? Mm -hmm. The second part, which I love of what you said is, and it goes back to a little bit about what we talked, that and or mentality. We talked about, I believe we talked about it on the show, not off the record. Uh, I believe it was on the show. We talked about earlier how having priorities you know, having that pressure of how do I do both? Mm-hmm. Where there's a will, there's a way. You found a way, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes. It also goes back to abundance mindset. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people say, "Well, I can do this or that." Well, no, you need to figure out how you do that, this and that, if you desire both. Now you start thinking of ideas, and you have abundance versus lack and limitation. And it just changes the way that you show up and it changes what shows up to you. Absolutely. So why do you think it is that people go immediately to this or that versus uh, this and that? Is there, in your studies, in your work, have you seen something that kind of lends towards why we automatically kind of lean towards the or versus the and? I think it's just, I don't have any scientific research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but my my thinking is we're always forced to make a decision. I we're always, you know, it's either A, B, C, or D, right? And so I think that's 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 just our thinking. But I think a lot of us are also uh, indoctrinated to think in lack and think in not having enough and thinking that you have to sacrifice something in order to get this. When the reality is, there's more uh, more than enough out there for you, whatever it might be. And so if you can just make that shift and thinking, how do I think abundantly? Um, then you open up your, yourself to a whole new world and you, you, you see things from a totally different perspective. And it's amazing because people will miss out on opportunities because they're, they're so focused on lack, this or that. And, and the other person will see a world of opportunities because they're living in the end. You know, as you were talking, one of the things that kind of struck me as an analogy um, and it's a stretch, guys. Good, work with me on it. It's, you know, how life is like multiple choice question. 
And we're so used to radio box questions where mm-hmm. you can only pick one when truly life is more of check boxes, select all that apply and are mm-hmm. applicable, right? Because we're so used to it. I, I've, I've had, I was having flashbacks to law school and how those <laughs> questions would be like, pick all of them, P- you know, select those questions. But, you know, in that's a specialized school. But in grade school, middle school, well, grade school, grade school, college, post-college, right? It was all one option. Select the best option. How often do we hear that, right? Is mm-hmm. like, and your heart just goes, you just, it just starts speeding up when you're like, I got to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I need you to be Samson here, guys. And not Samson, Samuel. Be Samuel and find a way to make it work. Yeah. And I'm like D, all the above. <laughs> can i pick d all the above well played well played yeah yeah and then it's it's interesting i didn't realize that that and or mentality you're right oftentimes our initial gut is i can only have one right when the truth is like if you get the metropolitan flavors the neapolitan flavors Mm -hmm. vanilla chocolate strawberry and you're like oh i gotta pick no this is beauty of the neapolitan guys select it all Mm-hmm. Just scoop it all up. Yep. <laughs> get, get all that ice cream. See, and then on the when you asked me pizza or pasta, what did I say? Both. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Which touche because. And that's in re- reference to her uh, behind the scenes interview, guys, which is on YouTube. So check it out there. Uh, but it's it's interesting that that's the case. You know mm-hmm. that 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 is. When you think about it, right, even that, the and or or, goes to the abundance, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. It is that mentality that we need to think things differently. And so for these people that you've worked with, your clients, your customers, um, your friends that you've kind of talked to this about, what has been the turnaround for that? I mean, you've, you've worked with these groups. Like, ha- has it significantly improved when they kind of work it, through it this way? Yeah, you know, so one thing, um, the the best, I'll say one of the best examples that I can give is I had a friend, is actually a friend who became a client and she was at this turning point where she applied to medical school right, af- right after college, mm-hmm. didn't get in. And so she became a teacher, taught for eight years, and she wanted to go back to school because uh, ultimately she wanted to be a, a, a NICU nurse. And so um, intensive care nurse. And so one of the things that she came to this turning point, came to one of my events uh, just out of support, right? Just to say I'm supporting my friend and left in tears. And she said, I've made a decision that I'm going to quit my job. Now she went home. She talked to her husband. She resigned from her job. They sold their house. Yes. Moved in with her parents. Yes, it gets better. Moved in with her parents. And um, for two years, she went and now she's about to be a nurse. I mean, I mean, right now, <laughs> you guys can't see my face, but it went through a range <laughs> of emotions just that. I'm now, just, now, wow. now that's they're not all, you know, those big type of life changes. But when when I saw her recently, she said, thank you. And what was so incredibly powerful about this is her her father passed away recently, Hmm. but she got to spend two years at home with her father that she wouldn't have if she didn't make the decision to go back 
to school, sell her house and move in with her parents. So it's just amazing how all of those things in our lives line up. And she said, I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have seen them every single day had I not made that one decision. And I think sometimes we make things way too complicated and we have to realize you're one decision away from changing your life. And people say, well, Ariel, I just feel stuck. So you're not stuck. You're comfortable. And there's a difference. And once you own that you're comfortable, because getting stuck, unstuck is pretty easy. You just move. You make one decision. Doesn't have to be a big one. Just one decision. Then life starts rolling and you start building momentum. And a lot of people aren't building momentum because they're not making a decision. But you're one decision away from changing your life. I mean, I resigned from my corporate job. We didn't talk about this, but I did sales training for 10 years. I was making multiple six figures, was about to buy a local franchise and walked away. Was it tough? Was it scary? Absolutely. But there's always something bigger and better on the other side of making that decision. And so I would just encourage you all, if you're thinking about what do I do? Okay, I've heard all this stuff. What do I do? I would say get clear about what you want. And then decide who you must become in order to achieve it. And then start making those small decisions every day. And you will get there. I mean, I was going to ask the question. Sorry. You, you already <laughs> dropped, jumped into the, to the question, I guess. I mean, oh, let me go ahead and ask out of formality. Maybe you'll okay. change your answer. So, Lariel, what would one thing you <laughs> what, what is one thing you would recommend people do today? To chase their dreams. The first thing I would say is get clear about what you absolutely want and not what do you think you deserve? Because that's one of those things. Sometimes when I ask people, what do you want? They kind of hesitate and you can tell that they're dumbing down what they really want. And I say, no, get clear about what you want, not what you think you deserve. And if you can write that down and you can say, I'm 100 percent committed to making that happen. Everything else becomes infinitely easier. But a lot of times we're not 100% committed. We're like 5% committed. And then we started figuring out the how and start doing. And we realized, man, I wasn't really as committed as I thought. So get clear about what you want and decide that you're 100% committed to it. Then everything else becomes infinitely easier. We could go on and on, guys. Unfortunately, we we don't (laughs) have that kind of time. But, you know... I have just enjoyed the heck out of today's conversation because uh, it's it was just truth bomb after truth bomb. I mean, it was honestly, um, y- y'all going to believe to listen to this episode again or read the show notes. You don't have to do both. Just do both. Because I think it's true. I think everything you've su- suggested, and especially as we're heading into, we're in the second quarter of 2019, it's still, it's never too late to change. And I think what Larry L said as the one action everyone should take, whether you're in the middle of your dream or the beginning, uh, it's time to get clear about what you want and not what you deserve. Because I think the ins- distinction she makes is very important. So, Larry, L, thank you so much, honestly, for uh, reaching out, for coming on the show and just dropping knowledge after knowledge to our audience. It's really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I could go on and on and on, but I, I, I've had a lot of fun being on today. And guys, that was Lariel. Was I wrong? Wasn't she awesome? Just dropping knowledge left and right. And so you guys can find all of that over on the show notes page, including the links we mentioned, 
as well as a behind-the-scenes interview we did with Lariel for you guys to get to know her a little bit better. And that's on our YouTube channel, but the link to get there is on the show notes page. So go over and check it out at amyj21.com slash episode 194. That's episode 194. All right, Dream Chasers, until next time when we continue the countdown to 200, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.